Hello. Um, is Jerry Graff there, please? Sure. Can I ask who's calling? This is Tom Chrisman from the A-List podcast. Hello and welcome to the A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm Tom Chrisman, Chief Creative Officer at DeMassimo Goldstein in New York City. And today, I talk to Mr. Jerry Graff, founder at Barton F. Graff 9000, one of the top advertising agencies in the world, certainly one of the funniest. Jerry and I, uh, we start our conversation at the Battle of Lexington. That's how far we go back. And then we talk about, uh, we, then we make fun of Catholics. Uh, then we talk about how Jerry killed a bunch of rats. And we end with him uh, on top of the world at Barton F. Graff 9000. So it's a really good uh, conversation, long conversation, but always funny. He is a funny man. I think you're going to like it. The A-List is brought to you by Ad House Advertising School. Advertising age called Ad House New York's newest, smallest, and arguably hippest ad school. Their philosophy? An ad class is only as relevant as the professional who teaches it. Ad House classes are taught by the best in the biz in the agencies where they work. You get 10 weeks of classes for just 600 bucks. To apply, go to adhousenyc.com. That's adhousenyc.com. And for the latest news, follow AdHouseNYC on Facebook. And now, my conversation with Jerry Graff. Jerry Graff! Hey. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. You're doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, coming on our our little podcast. Um, We uh, we've been talking to people. It's it's been really fun. Um, Just getting sort of the origin stories of all of the uh, the superheroes of advertising. Yeah, I'm surprised you called me. I think I didn't think you were going to talk to me ever again since the BBDO incident. Oh my God, that wasn't an incident. I was like, (laughs) ah, he left. No, that's not. What I heard billowing down the hall was, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Really, from my office. That's my that's my memory. You know, wow. memories change. You know. Yeah, I was whenever, upset whenever, only whenever because I, whenever, I liked working for you. I know. Whenever I tell a story uh, when my wife is with me, yeah. she always goes, "That's not what happened." I'm like, "I know, but this is a better story." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> totally right. And I, you know, I I thought like, you know, there was that whole like, you know, I have abandonment issues. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, How long you been doing this podcast? I've been doing it for what? We, this is the seventh one, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So uh, about a month now. We. Um, I just wanted to learn how to do this partly, um, and I wanted to start making podcasts for our clients, and um, and then Ad House, uh, Lawrence Laugh at Ad House. Um, I've been trying to get her to do you know ads. Yeah. for a while. Uh, and I was just like, what if we did this podcast about how people got into the business? And she was like, all right, let's do it. So it's a good cool. way to, good learn. way to learn, learning on the fly. There you go. As we go. Um, learning by doing. Yes, exactly. Um, so I just wanted to go back and get your sort of like where you came from. I know you've told it a million times, but, um, I think there's a lot of people out there who probably haven't heard it. Um, where did you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston, the mm-hmm. place where this country was started. It's true. The, the, the first battle. Of battle. Lexington and Concord, yeah. 
but Funny not not that, that far they, not that far back. You weren't born then. No, no, no. But I do remember realizing because yeah, because if you live in Lexington yeah. on April nineteenth, your parents wake you up at four thirty in the morning and they take you to the battle green and they reenact the whole thing every year. Wow! And I remember being about five or six and going like, "Wait a second, we lost the battle. <laughs> on Lexington. It's actually conquered that we should be celebrating." Yeah, they ran back to Concord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but at least we won so, that one and pushed them back yeah. to Boston. And then they exactly. sailed away for a little while. But we, anyway. we, were the, we, you know, we were the drunks in Boston who, uh, I mean, and the drunks in Lexington in Buckman. It all started in a tavern where we got the idea. We knew the Redcoats were coming. We all shit faced. We didn't want to pay taxes and we got our guns. Yeah. So that's where it started. Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I grew up in Lexington. I went to Lexington High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just normal kind of suburban life. What did you want to be when you were uh, living in Lexington uh, in, in high school? I I never kind of thought about it. I had I had never done anything you would call creative. You know, right. I wasn't like a writer or I didn't even like to read anything I wasn't assigned to read or Right. I was the same like way. Yeah, I played a little guitar, but you know, I I had no ambition to be uh any any kind of creative person. And then um my uh my uncle who I'm named after um he was a professor at Notre Dame. He was a genetics professor at Notre Dame, and my my dad went to Notre Dame, so I didn't have a choice. I I was going to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and, and and I was going in as pre med. So wow, I don't even really remember making any of those decisions or anything. like And you that. never you never thought I don't want to do that. You just said okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. I guess that's the path. You know, I told I remember telling my mother I wanted to apply to UC Berkeley, and she said. You can apply wherever you want. You're going to Notre Dame, but you can fill out any any application. <laughs> Here's the twenty bucks, and I can fill out like an essay. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. just like, all right, I guess I'm going to Notre Dame. I guess I'm going to Notre Dame. And so you went pre-med. Yeah. And yep. at what point did you go? You know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. Like, at what point did you realize you you went all through college and never realized you wanted to be in advertising until? Well, I didn't know about advertising, but two things happened to me. First, I, I knew by my second semester sophomore year that I was not going to be a doctor. Um, I, had, right. I had never studied harder in my life. I volunteered at the emergency room on Saturday nights and did, did everything, and I had like a B minus average. So I'm like, this this just this just isn't working out. Yeah. So um, and at the same time, there there. Um, there aren't any frats at Notre Dame. You're, the dorms are kind of like frats. So whatever dorm you're in freshman year, you're in that dorm for the all four years. It's like your place. And um, I picked – my dad picked the dorm for me because it was right across the quad from the dining hall. And, <laughs> and he, he said – he goes, it gets really cold between November and March. Yeah. And you, this, is a, this is where you want to be. So uh-huh. you want to be in Keenan Hall. So that's why I chose that dorm, and I got into that dorm. But it just, you know, just by chance, that dorm uh, was the creative dorm of oh, Notre wow. Dame. They put on a um, uh, kind of like a Saturday Night Live of Notre Dame. This like three night comedy review. It was the Keenan like, review that you that you wrote Ke- for. Yeah, yeah. So like, and again, I I I I never wrote anything down like 
you know, any, I never wrote a joke or anything like that. You know, I was, a, I was a wise ass. I was a good wise ass, but right. I never did anything. And I, you know, my freshman year, I'd like see these guys up at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and they're just cracking up and they're just they're writing skits and shit like that. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, and they, t- they were doing the review. So like I sat down with them and just, you know, I, I, I was good at it, you know? Right. You know, just coming up. Not, Why do you think you were good at it? Like, when did you know you were good at it? You just like, is that what you would do with your friends? Just like goofing around and just be like, oh, it'd be funny if this happened and that happened. Yeah, mostly we'd make fun of people. Right. You know, I, I, was, a, I was not, I was like a, a bit of an outsider at school. I had like one or two friends and we, we, we would go to parties, but we'd kind of be on the fringe and just comment on people, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we get really good, you know, we got, we get good at it, you know, yeah. and, and just making jokes. And then, you know, we, at Notre Dame, they were commenting. It, it's not, it's not that hard to, to write jokes about Catholic people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a yeah. lot of, of, you know, of like, and we're very incons- self-deprecating and we, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There's a lot of inconsistencies that you can play off, you know, yeah. like, like what, yeah. you know, you know, it's like, so, and, you know, you know, we just, I, we just like I, I didn't. They were writing it down, and I was just like t- making fun of stuff. Like uh, I think the first joke I ever wrote was like, like at Notre Dame, there's no coed dorms. If you get caught having sex, you get thrown out, which was a, was a rule. Mm-hmm. Premarital sex, you're out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Catholic, um, so you can't masturbate. Um, so so late at night, if you listen closely when it's quiet out, you can hear the sound of of testicles exploding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first joke I ever wrote. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know if yeah. I ever knew that. Yeah, I don't know if I ever talked about it. Uh, but yeah, and then like all the senior seniors in my dorm, like the producer of the show, he's like, "All right, so you're in. You're a writer now." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. cool. I'll be, I'll be a." I'll be a writer. Ball um, jokes always work. Yes, yes. I think that's exactly. what we're learning here. Exactly. And then, and then I remember writing. I actually stole a joke from my uncle. Oh. And uh, is it and, stealing if you steal it from your uncle? Though I don't. Think, other comedians, yes, but I, your uncle. I don't, I don't know. And and I, I changed the names of the football players. So oh, okay. Uh, so like yeah, Notre Dame football, and like we we were like. Um, Five and six, and we won. We lost six games by like twelve points. Every mm-hmm. every game was lost by a missed field goal. Right. All right. And uh, you know, we we wrote this joke. Well, I you know co-opted this joke that you know the field goal kicker John Carney was so upset um, that he missed all those game-winning field goals that he got a gun and he shot himself. But it's okay because the bullet went wide left. <laughs> right. So, don't just, I didn't write that. I just stole it, you know. But yes. I remember, I remember this. John Carney's in the audience, right? Oh my god! And and now and, he, he was a kicker for the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, how he went pro, I don't know. Yeah, he was like the Chargers for a while. Yeah, maybe I think he won a Super Bowl at New Orleans. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Street kicker. Yeah, he's a pretty yeah, top level yeah. kicker. So Carney's in the audience. He's a noted starting Notre Dame football player, right? And he, and he gives us the finger on stage. Oh my god! And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, I've never had this much power before, right? Yeah. This guy never knew I was alive. I'm he like, knew your name wrong. now? Yeah, he did, and he found me, and you know, but he's a kicker, so he didn't like, yeah. do much damage. And he missed or anything. you. <laughs> he missed me. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's when I kind of like, I'm like, holy shit! I just write these stupid things, and you know, they they have quite quite the effect. So I kind of fell fell in love with that. Yeah. And I went, you know, I bounced around with with majors and stuff. I actually graduated with a marketing degree, mm-hmm. but 
and I went back to Notre Dame um, like five years ago to, to talk to their business school, and they introduced me as you know, you know, a marketing major who's taken his degree and gone on and done great things in advertising. Yeah. And I told them, I'm like, I don't remember anything from any marketing class. At, at all, there's nothing. That, that I said. I said everything I learned in advertising. I learned at the Keenan Review, and wow. the students. The students laughed, but the, yeah. the professors. They, they, they gave were, you the they finger. Were, they gave me the finger. Yeah, you just keep getting the finger given <laughs> yeah, to you, in Notre Dame. It's going. It, it's always going one way, right? <laughs> Either coming to you or going out. So, um, but it's kind of true. I, I, I. The only reason I took um, marketing was like at a year and a half of pre med. I went into psychology because I loved it. And then they're like, so where are you going to take your fifth year? And I'm like, my what? They're yeah. like, yeah, none of, your, none of your credits apply. You have to take a fifth year. I'm like, I'm not taking a fifth year. They're like, well, to graduate in two years with a four-year degree, you can only you have to do one of the, <clears throat> the business courses. Mm-hmm. So I chose marketing, you know, not because I liked or knew anything about advertising. It just yeah. sounded easier than finance, yeah. you know, and I could get out in four years. So, um, yeah, so I got out and kicked around and I moved to LA, um, to work as an exterminator. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. You, mm-hmm. you moved to LA you couldn't do that in Boston? No, I was, I was back in Boston and a friend of mine's brother lived in Venice beach and he had like a small extermination company. And he's like, my, my brother needs workers. You want to go out there, move to California and, you know, yeah, we have a job when we get out there. So I just, you know, I just wanted to get out of like my house. Right. So I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll move. I'll move to LA and see what goes on. Try to get a job out there while I'm, you know, hunting rats, which came in handy down the line. Yes. Yes. You know, so I, so I did that for six months and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I'm crawling under houses and, and taking rats out of traps and shit. Right. And like, and I have a degree from Notre Dame. So <laughs> I moved back and, you know, like, come on. <laughs> Fun, fun, and Venice Beach was not as nice as, as the movies made it out to me. No, not nice back then. No. No, no, no. I mean, I remember reading a Rolling Stone article about the crack gangs of, of Venice, and I'm like, oh, that's my street they're talking hey, about. that's my neighbor. Yeah, yeah, that's why there's the helicopters at night with the spotlights. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. So I moved back, and, and then my dad's like, yo, you can move back home, but you got to get a real job. Right. And, uh, and so I actually got a job as a stockbroker. Um, in Boston. Did you know anything about stockbroking? Nothing, nothing at all. Um, but, um, the Boston finance market is full of Irish people. And if yes. you went to Notre Dame, yeah. you're, you, they don't give a fuck. You just yeah. like, like, Oh, what dorm are you in? Keaton? Like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, so just, he's one of the funny guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I worked, yeah, right. So, so like my, I worked at this small investment firm, Barry Murphy investments. Mm-hmm. So he just loved Notre Dame and, and I got my license, and I did it for like two years, and I actually ended up working at Fidelity, and wow. I must have been like 23 at the time, and I, I hated it. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm too young to 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 hate my job. Yeah, and I actually I had a like a a sit down conversation with myself in in the Boston Common on a bench, and I'm like, you know, you, you might as well you're young enough to go try to do something that you really like to do. Right, and. I'm like, well, well, what did you like to do? And I loved staying up till three in the morning writing for that show. Writing jokes. And yeah, writing jokes and stuff. And I was, I had, I had a bad experience in LA, so I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So right. I wasn't sure what to do. But I had a friend who went to um, BU. Yeah. And, and she was in the communications thing. They have a good communication school, and she started telling me about advertising. Uh huh. So, I, while I was working as a broker, 
um, I was taking like night classes and stuff and trying to put a learning what a portfolio was and and all that shit. And then then my girlfriend, who's my wife now, uh, moved to L.A. She didn't really tell me she was doing that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, followed, I followed her. Yeah. And, oh, you went yeah, back. It, I went back to L.A., but I was kind of into advertising at the time. So, you know, I took this 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 writing class, and I, you know, I would you know work in in brokerage from like five thirty in the morning till two because yeah. of the time change, you know. Yeah. And then work on my portfolio, and then you, she had the car. I had a bicycle, just bike around L.A. and, and met and called every single you know person. I got that. In yeah, remember the Red Book? I had to go to the library yeah. and get the Red Book. Yeah, I, just, I do remember every, the Red Book. Yeah, everyone. And I didn't know who was good and who wasn't, so I right. called everybody. Yeah. And, you just went you know, from A through yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acme to this yeah. and that. Acme advertising. I remember calling this one place. They're like, do you realize this is a Hispanic agency? Do you, you know, hablo espanol? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I speak Spanish. Totally. Like, I can figure that like, out. <laughs> yeah, fine. But, you know, um, you know, out of 200 calls, you know, I don't know, maybe... Ten people said they would meet me, so I'd go and I'd show my portfolio, and, and it was it was horrible. It was just full of puns. And I read that you you found it recently, or or uh, when you I, yeah. when you did the interview, you had found it recently. And uh, do, what do you have them? Did you keep them? You have yeah, to keep I, got, them at that I, point. I have it. I have it. You know, it's like a you know a, something for a stain remover, and the guy has like a takeout Chinese box, and he spilled some on his tie, and the headline was takeout Thai food. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Because Thai uh, sounds like Thai. Thai sounds like Thai. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Double meaning. I thought I was a genius. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, another one was for like Purina Fit and Trim Dog Food. Uh, dog on his back. And I and it said if he gains too much weight, he won't be playing dead. Oh, that's <laughs> you know? good. Fear. Fear is a good motivator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was horrible, and every and, and it was soul crushing too. Because yeah. like you know, I didn't go to, to any of the ad schools. It was just rough comps and some shitbag illustrator. You know, hand drew the, the the headlines and made typos and shit. Right. And then you meet with like the. I don't know, the HR guy at Ogilvy LA and mm-hmm. you know, it, he, I remember this one asshole, he's he's like, You should really stay a stockbroker. Wow. Like, you know, yeah. Like um, it was it was like, it was a it was a year. And I was a I was a back then a very, very shy person. Yeah. Um and you know, for for whatever reason I I really, really, really wanted to do it, you know? And so I I, I would just take the blows, you know. Why did you want to um, do it, do you think? What it what what did you know people in the business? Were you uh the more I learned about the business, the the more it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was one thing. And you know, I I I really wanted to give it my all to to get a job that I loved. I didn't I didn't want to settle, you know, and living in the suburbs and stuff, you know, you just see people with jobs that are like, oh, you know, you know, I remember yeah. my dad telling me once, you know, you think I like my job? I, I don't. I go to my job because I have to provide for you. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't, don't want to do that. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is, is my, my girlfriend's mother, I'm, she never said this, but I knew she thought I was going to fail, you know? So <laughs> yeah. That was, that was really, Judy Neiderman is the reason I'm in advertising now. <laughs> Judy um, Neiderman. 
Judy Neiderman, my mother-in-law, yeah. love her to death. But she, I remember, she's still waiting she, for it. She's still, she, yeah. She, you know, she's like, oh Jesus, my 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 daughter's shacking up with this guy who was a broker, had a good stable job, and now he wants to be a copywriter. And I remember she was on the phone once, and I asked her, like I was writing copy for something, and I'm like, hey, um, do you capitalize the days of the weeks? You know, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know any grammar. Or anything. Yeah. She's like, I could hear her go, oh, chill, God. So she she was a big motivator, and but I I don't know I really I really wanted it, and I and I wasn't and I knew the people who were trashing me were assholes, you know, right. like and and I kind of early on got a sense of what good advertising was. Mm-hmm. Where'd you? Um, how'd you get that? Where'd you look for that? Somebody like there was this one guy I met, um, and I'll never forget his name, Ken Fitzgerald. Um, he was at Lord Dentsu in Los Angeles, and. He he brought me in. He saw my book. He's like, he's like, there's one thing in here out of 15 pieces that is close to good. Mm-hmm. He showed me the headline. He's like, this is good, and you got to learn why that's good, and everything else in here is horrible. Yeah. And he actually pointed me to a, a night uh, a night class, Steve Gary's copywriting workshop, mm-hmm. um, and he said, go take a couple of months take this class, work on it. And if you have, if you have more stuff like this, call me up again. And he was, and he's like, listen, I have a regular job. You're going to call me. I'm not going to call you back. Don't feel, don't feel bad. Don't be right. a little baby. Just keep calling. Cause he's like, I'll, I'll, you know, he was, he was, he was awesome. Yeah. He was, he was awesome. And so I did. And I called him back and I showed him my, my new book. And, um, he was like, Oh, this is pretty good. So he, and it was good enough for, he showed his boss. Right. And, then, and he was a creative director, Ken Fitzgerald. Yeah. He was creative director. Uh-huh. Um, and he showed his ECD and, or whatever the guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knew somebody in L- in New York at Saatchi, um, mm-hmm. who, who, like, they were just starting to hire juniors. They had some junior creative program there. And, um, you know, I, you know, just saved up enough money to, 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 to fly to, to New York. And he had two portfolios, and I gave one to Saatchi. And I met Maria Arteca there, and yeah. then I went to Backer Spielvogel and uh-huh. left a book there. And then I had one more thing at like um, uh, Scally McCabe, and I called. I called. Uh, I was with my 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 girlfriend, my wife now, at Grand Central. I'll, I'll never ever forget this. I got one of the payphones at Grand Central, and I called yeah. Sachi, and I said, "I need my book back because I only have two, and I have a, a third interview." And they said, um, we're not giving you your book back because we're going to hire you. Oh, wow. It, it was like, it was like, like Mary Tyler Moore, you know, it's like, oh, oh my God, my wife started crying and my girlfriend started crying and, uh, it, it was, it was awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. that's how you and, got your job. And, yeah, and that's how I got my job. Yeah. And you were in the big room in, in Grand Central Station, just spinning around like Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Exactly, you know, or like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters when he's at the, you know, outside of the Met, just like spinning around. It was, it was, it was amazing. And 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 that euphoria died about a a month into (laughs) Sachi. Well, yeah, first job. job. What we, what was that first week like when you when you went in there? Um, you know, they they put me with my partner, and you know, he he was a he was a he was a decent guy, and. Mm -hmm. Then they just tell you what you're going to work on, and it's like you know you're going to work, you're going to write radio ads for um, Dexatrim mm-hmm. and uh, the campaign stars Deirdre Hall, 
um, from Days of Our Lives. It's amazing. And every radio spot has to open up with independent studies show that Dexatrim, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, oh, this is not as much fun as making fun of John Carney. Yeah. Um, and it, it, and, and Ken Fitzgerald had kind of like told me to, to track down like the one show annuals. Yeah. And uh, DNAD, yeah. and really start learning what good advertising is, because he said most people don't do good advertising. Right. Um, you know, so you know, I, I would just go through the annuals all the time and old ones and stuff, and really learn yeah. what good advertising was. And I fell in love with Mark Fenske and yeah. and Cliff Freeman. Yes. And and it was it was painful because you know Cliff Freeman was in the same building. He was in the building. Sachi. Yeah. 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 So like Cliff was on eight and Sachi was on sixteen. Yeah. And. I just remember being in the elevator and the doors would open to eight yeah. and cool all people would walk off yeah. and all those awards there yeah, piled in the up. hallway. And it just, they, they just they, piled they, them they, in the hallway and you had to walk through them, them yeah, to, go, yeah, exactly. to get, and there was never a receptionist there and you had to just no, walk past and, this empty and, desk and, you know, giant and say, hello? Kind of little Caesar and stuff like that. And, yeah. and then the doors close and then I go up to 16 and write my Dexatrim ads. And, yeah. You know, I sent my book down there like you know, like three times in yeah. six months. And remember that when you when used to have the physical portfolio? And yes. You, you, you they were heavy because you, you had to laminate them. Yeah. And you, then you had to get had the, a, the fuzzy it, it, backing. Yeah, but then you had, to, you had to sneak out of your job too, right? Oh, right, you, yes. You remember, you Rosemary Ryan caught, with, caught me once. Yeah, I was my coming boss, back Charlie Beesmer, caught me. You know, I'm like, it's yeah. uh, dry cleaning, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually just said, um, it's my book. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah, I freaked yeah. out and just said it's my yeah. book. <laughs> but then remember, then, then you remember, you remember the walk of shame, right? When you called up to see if uh, if you got their book, and they're like, "Yeah, come pick it up." I uh, didn't uh, just have a walk of shame. I had a. Uh, I'll tell one little story. I know this is your episode, but um, I called. Um, what was it? It was BBH New York, and they were in some building, and not where they are now. And uh, Ty Montague was there. And I had sent my book and he had talked to me and I thought we had a great interview. And um, I think it was BBH. And then I was like, hey, I'm ready to get my book back. And uh, they were like, yeah, come get your book. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet everybody. I'm going to meet, you know. Uh, and I go over there and, I, and the guy and I said, I'm here to pick up my book from uh, from BBH. And, and the guy said, yeah, OK, go to the he picked up the phone. He talked to somebody. He's like, all right, go to the elevator. I go to the elevator. It opens and my book is on the elevator. Oh, oh. So oh, that was man. that was one of those moments where I was just like, I'm a Tom. You're a yeah, loser. Yeah, <laughs> same with me. You're a loser. You're a loser. You, you know. Yeah. You walk in and the you know the, the receptionist thinks she's more creative than you are. You yep. know. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Um, and then like, but I was still so working. So that on happened my at Cliff Freeman. Like you'd have to oh, go back like down there and three times. Three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you ever get to so, meet him? Eventually, like later on, right? You know, but not in those I, three times. Yeah, but I, I sucked too. I was, I, I was, I was horrible. I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. Um, but I just, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, I, I read that um, that Ogilvy on advertising book. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And a lot of it's just kind of old school. But the one piece of advice I remember is he's like, as an early creative, you don't have a style. So pick somebody you love and just copy them. You know, yeah. don't don't copy their ads, but to copy their style. Right. So, I really started writing like Cliff Freeman and Donna Wynum and then also trying to do my best Mark Fenske thing. I think I, yeah. I got Cliff Freeman down, but I didn't quite ever get the 
Dasensky thing. Dasensky thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I also knew that I wasn't going to get an assignment to Saatchi that's going to get me the hell out of there. So I was working on a lot of uh, my spec stuff. You sure. Know? Using their got, using their copy machines. Yeah, and their, exactly. And their right. amazing SciQuest drives. <laughs> Whatever the I don't know what was the technology, but one of those things. I don't know. The kids are like, yeah. "What are you talking about? Damn it! I did the kids yeah. thing again." We'll cut that out, Matt. There you go. Yeah, Matt, cut that yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I got a job based on my spec work after like ten months at Saatchi at Wells Ridge Green, um, and that was an interesting place because you know Mary Wells was long gone, and I remember like my first month at Wells Ridge Green, they lost IBM, Continental Airlines and MCI, which is now Verizon, mm-hmm. like those three accounts, like the first month I was there. So like, it was like a ghost town and everybody had offices in those days. There weren't only, there weren't many like people in cubicles. So yeah. we would all just go to work, shut our door, you know, in the belief that if they didn't see you, they wouldn't fire you. Yes. You know? Um, so, you know, again, working on spec work and actually produced some decent stuff small space newspaper you know you always as a junior you get the assignments nobody wants but yeah. you know I, I i had a fun time like i like i was a i wasn't even like a copywriter i was a good headline writer i could do that what were the um, tricks that you learned early on to sort of get the good ads were there were there things that you were like remember that were early on to get the to, to get to a good ad or yeah like what was assignment? your what was your sort of process back then um, and how has it evolved um back Back then, I, I just used kind of, I was re- honestly like, I wasn't even c- coming up with major concepts. I was really like, never worked on TV. So in, in radio, I don't know, just trying to find the nugget that's interesting or something, you know. And then I had all these little tricks as a copywriter, like pull the rug out, you know, like you, a little a, a setup comma, and then you, you pull the rug out. So like, uh, what's an example of that? Like I wrote an E-Trade headline that was, you know, waiting for your rich uncle to die is sick. So there's your setup, right? Yeah. And then the, the then the pull the rug out part is plus it might take a while. <laughs> you know, it's, it's time for E-Trade. So, That's so awesome. I, I had those little writers writers trick. That was my shtick. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then, then you know, Wells was you know going out of business and. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Gray, who right. was He's actually now a, had the now office, a director. Now a director, yeah. Um, he had the office next to me um, at Saatchi when I first got there, mm-hmm. and um, we didn't work together, but we became friends. And he had gone to from Saatchi to BBDO, and he called me up and he's like, "Hey, this guy's looking for a writer um, at BBDO, you know, Jimmy Siegel." So I, I sent yeah. my stuff over and I got hired. Again, just to write headlines. Just like my assignment would be like, you're working on Hyatt Print. I want 50 headlines by the end of the day. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, no problem. <laughs> um, you know, but I was still, I, and I was, I was, I was aware that Saatchi and Wells, and, and in my opinion, I, I, was, I was a bit of a like, I don't know. I was a kind of a, like a snot-nosed little kid, you know, just a just a dick, you know. I didn't, you know, everyone at BBDO is celebrating all these like Cindy Crawford drinking Pepsi can ads and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I, and I was still aware of Cliff Freeman, you know, I'm like, they yeah. were just fucking cranking and I'm still sending my book. there, still getting it sent back and, yeah. you know, trying to do all this spec work. And then I was just like, you know, this, 
This so even when you were at BBDO, you were you were still like, "This isn't good enough. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. get, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go somewhere." Yeah, it was always Cliff he, Freeman that you wanted to go was, to. It was always Cliff, and then you know, Wyden got on my radar, and um, Fallon, and mm-hmm. Goodby Silverstein. So those those. So all like, of them outside of New York. Yeah, and um, so I'm like. I'm, 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 you know, I'm sick of calling people and telling me, you know, to pretty much fuck off. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I got to do something where people call me. So, and that means producing something, you know, at the place that you're at, a real piece of, a real piece of work that uh, gets noticed. So, um, my, my, I started working with Dave after a while, Dave Gray. Yeah. And, um, uh, we were working on Snickers, mm-hmm. and um, this is, you know, we, you know, we're like, we're, we're, we're gonna get something good out of this. We're and, gonna do this. And the work you know? at that time was not great, right? It wasn't. Well, they they had been at uh, some other agency for like twenty years doing packed with peanuts. Snickers really satisfied, right? You know? Got it. And the yeah. hand held the Snickers bar, and the hand closed, and then opened. It was a bunch of peanuts. Right. That was magic to me. Yeah, well, you know, sold a lot of candy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you know, there was a new guy there, new, running running Snickers, and he wanted he wanted Pepsi like advertising, so he came to BBDO and he wanted to be famous. And, okay, which was cool, and we yeah. got to work on it, and we were we were cranking on it. We were writing a lot of stuff, and we were there on a Saturday, and our creative directors came in because I was still copywriter and. Um, you know, we showed our creative director's work, and they killed everything. And we're like, they got, they're fucking idiots. You know, yeah. this this works great. Yeah. And and then um and then they left, and my Dave and Dave and I stayed to keep working and to play marathon on the computer. Yes. You know, you know, it was the one place more, you could play you know, uh, yeah, online yeah, games yeah, back then. You can't, yeah, exactly. You know, your PC at home just wasn't. The computers it. at the ad agencies were the thing, and and they were all connected, so you could play Unreal yeah, Tournament yeah. or, or yeah, Marathon yeah, yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of the first, or Doom, and you 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 were like, oh my god, we're staying here all night, and yeah, I, it exactly, was, it was yeah. a brilliant way of keeping kids there. It was, it was. Do not put the firewall up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Just, you know, and that's why that's that's really why we stayed. But we we were we were working a little bit more, and then um, the ECD came in our CD's boss and we were the only ones there and he's like you get anything for Snickers and Dave and I knew what we were doing we knew we could get probably fired for it but we were like yeah. fuck it we're like yeah we do have something for Snickers and we yeah. showed him what we showed our creative directors and our ECD um, loved it yeah and um, you know and that we got, was the... that was not going anywhere for a while yeah the chefs and uh, yeah. Batman and all those all those other ones all those and, scripts were in that pile yeah yeah. Oh, wow. Well, no, 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 no. Actually, they, they, they weren't. They were. It was, it was different stuff. And, and the ECD actually made it better. First, he said, um, make it all sports situations. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And I think it was originally not going to be eating for a while. I think the first one we wrote was like uh, I don't know, like a couple at a Chinese food restaurant, and they ordered the sesame chicken and. Ten cats come running out of oh. the kitchen. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, we can't know. do that one. It's too blue. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's like, he's, but he's like, but you got an idea. And yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he changed. He changed it. He said, he's like, don't make it not going to be eating for a while. Make it not going anywhere for a while. Right. Right. And we're like, okay, yeah. He goes and make it sports. 
So we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, major props to, to ECDs, you know, yeah. Charlie Meesburn, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So that's this. So we rewrote everything and that's where the chefs came up with. And, and there was like a team prayer thing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we sold it and, and, you know, the client loved it. And then we, um, then Buckley and Todaro, um, who the shot it, team, right? Yeah, they, they had, I don't think ESPN had come out yet, but they had just done those black and white um, shorts for uh, ESPN hockey, you know? I don't know if you remember those. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but they were, they were fucking great. Oh, they were, we crea- were, they were creatives at Wyden. Um, Buckley and Tadaro? No, Hank, Hank Perlman, oh, Hank uh, Perlman. was creative. Right, they had, right, right. Buckley and Tadaro had just become directors. It was the, their first thing Got that it. they shot, and but they were, they, they were short and really funny. So we actually mm-hmm. originally tried writing 15 because we wanted to do it just like ESPN hockey. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you know, the best way to write a 15, the best way to write a 30 is to try to write a 15. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's that's what happened. They were too long. So we just we just made them longer. But, but Dave and I were like, you know, Pitka shot everything at BBDO. So we were going to go with these young guys, you know? Right. And everything was cut over at um, Crew Cuts. Okay. So we, so we were going downtown to Mackenzie Cutler. Yeah. The reason we chose Mackenzie Cutler is yeah. because we knew our bosses were too lazy to, to like get in the cab and drive all the way down to like the Flatiron District. Wow. That's amazing. See, so yeah. so you picked yeah. a place far away from the agency. Far away. So far you away. Could, you could yeah. have all the, yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, you know, we, you know, worked really well with our ECD and he left us alone. And yeah. Buckley and Tadaro, you know, helped us kind of like rewrite the scripts and make them better and stuff. And Ian, Ian cut everything, and it was it was great. And and, um, and and they 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 launched and they they worked. And I think it was Ad Week's campaign of the year. Yeah. And and then and and you know, so I I must have been in advertising four or five years. You know, in my fifth year, I figured it out. Yeah. And uh, that and then you know, I got my wish. People people started calling me. Um, yeah, that is that is a, a totally different way of doing things. So, yeah, so, and, yeah. Then, and then Goodby called, and you went. So over no, there. Goodby, Goodby doesn't call. Oh. Everyone's calling us, right? Cliff yeah. Freeman calls. Okay. Oh, finally! Uh, yeah, finally he calls. A uh, Fallon calls. Listen, I really like those Snickers yeah. ads. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny guy. Very, very good, very good. Uh, and and we were in love with Goodby at the time because. I think they were doing Sega at the time, you know, and maybe God Milk had just started. Yeah. And Good and Goodby didn't call, and I was fucking pissed, right? Yeah. And so, like, I was at work at like six o'clock at night, and I just called Jeff Goodby up, and I got his voicemail, and I said, "Hi, I'm I'm Jerry Graff. I did the Snickers campaign. I, you know, re- would love to work at your agency." And I hang up the phone, and like two minutes later, Linda Harless, who was there as creative department manager and recruiter, mm-hmm. she call she calls me up. And what she, what she said was because Goodby was Omnicom and BBDO was Omnicom, they weren't allowed to call me. Oh. Um, but since I had instigated it, yeah. then they were, they were allowed to talk. So, like, they were I went just into waiting part- for your call. Yeah, yeah. So I went into my partner's office and I'm like, you're welcome. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but why not go to Cliff Freeman after all that? You wanted to work there so badly. I, I do not know. I do not know. Um, well, no, well, I did go, they called and I went, yeah. I went out, you, you went know, down first, and talked to them, but they, at first, I first could be, no, first Cliff called up yeah. and we went down there and Cliff offered me a job on the spot. And, and, and I had, you know, that was my dream job. Yeah. And I told him about my time at Saatchi and he just said, he's like, a, a, you know, here you go. And I'm like, can I think about it? 
and he, just, he looked at me in a strange way. He's like, yeah. And then, um, then the next day they flew us out to, uh, San Francisco to, and we met Jeff and, and we met Jeff and showed him our work and he's like, okay, you know, nice meeting you. We'll, we'll get back to you. So we walk out of his office and, I, and I'm like, I, I don't know what got into me because I, I was not this person, you know, like yeah. this pushy kind of, but I'm like, and I, and again, I told my partner, I'm like, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> because my partner did not get an offer from Cliff Freeman. Right. Um, I did. They were just looking for a writer at the time. Right. So I go into Goodby's office and I'm like, I'm like, thanks for meeting with us. Thanks for flying us out. I'm like, I got to tell you, I, I have an offer from Cliff Freeman. So if, if you are interested, you know, I, I, I kind of got to know sooner than later and Goodby right away said, okay, fine. I'll make it off. You and David offer tomorrow. Wow. So, so I was like, Oh, okay. And I walk out again, you know, probably with a smug look on my face yeah. and yeah. you're welcome. And again. Yeah. We get, we get in the cab <laughs> and I, and I, and I tell Dave, you know, we're going to get an offer tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, and we, and we did. And, and, and I was still considering Cliff Freeman. It was between, I think Wyden and Fallon, and Goodby and Cliff all, all had offers out for wow. us, which is an incredible, you know, place to be. Yeah. And um, and my, you know, my wife, wife and I, we just got married about a year ago, and we're our, the decision came to we're like, you know, we we don't have kids right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the last time we can like up and hey, hey, let's move to San Francisco. Right. You know. So we, I, I kind of made the decision on that. And I, but I think there was a little bit of, I don't know, I don't know, anger in me from like the, all the, you know, all the other times I tried to get into Cliff yeah, or something. Yeah. So, of course. Um, yeah. So, now everybody uh, wants me. So yeah. Yeah. I'm right. going to go with them. How about that? Yeah. You had your chance. Yeah. You know, I'm the same person I yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, then we went to Goodby and then, you know, that's when, you know. And then things. you ended up doing that spot uh, about, you know, how does your broker, uh, if your broker's yeah. so good, why, how come he still has to go to work, which comes from uh, your your experience uh, as a broker. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I got to pitch E-Trade because I was a broker. You right. Um, you knew all the and, all the talk. Yeah, exactly. All the voids. The, 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 the pitch spiel that the broker does at the end of that commercial was right off of, the, of these cards I used to have. That was shit I had to say. Oh, that's um, amazing. Can I interest yeah. you in a very special offer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Click. You, you had to, to say wonderful twice. Oh, wonderful. It was, it, it, yeah, it's wonderful and then in parentheses, <laughs> say twice. I know, I'll never forget that. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful opportunities in the bond market. Um, maybe like five years go by and um, my father-in-law dies. And we fly back to Lexington, Massachusetts, because my wife and I went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister-in-law worked at um, Digitas. She was an account person there. And she's like, um, I have some really nice friends um, that I work with who are going to come sit Shiva, you know, go to the house and, yeah. and pay respects. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, I want, I want you to meet um, my creative director. And I said, "Oh, what's 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 his name?" And she goes, "Ken Fitzgerald." Oh wow! All right, and I'm like, "No." Is that just totally random? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that's that's a common name, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, we're at at the house after the funeral, and all the family's there, and in walks the guy who basically, you know, 
if he if he hadn't taken the time to to meet with me and help help me, I don't yeah. I, I might I might have quit because it was going bad in L.A. And yeah. I just I, I just saw him. And I just hugged him. I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, it, it had been maybe 12 years since uh, since I saw him in like in Los Angeles in those early days. Yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, no, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, world the world is kind of weird. Yeah, and is he still is he still a creative director? Is he still doing it? Is he still? I, uh... I I don't know. I don't know. That was that was like 2005. I, I kind of lost lost track of him. But yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe but, he'll uh, hear it, this. It was, it was call so it great. It was yeah yeah. Ken called me. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like I was I was getting destroyed in L.A. And he's the only guy that of everyone I met who's like he's like no you got something keep trying you know yeah and uh, no it just blew my mind to just like hug him. That's amazing. And and yeah. everyone I've talked to has had somebody that reached out and helped them after feeling like they were, you know, not going to make it, you know. And yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah. the people who take that advice uh, and do something with it that make it, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. from what I can see, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, if if somebody helped you, 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 you have to set yeah. some time aside to help other people, you know. Yeah. Or you're a fucking douchebag, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. But what I get from your story is, like, for for anybody who's young and, and thinking about getting in or even works in a, a place that, you know, they're not loving their job, just keep trying, you know? Yeah. Do yeah. the spec ads at night, you know, yeah. look at somebody else's work and try to emulate it. Um, what yeah. would Jerry Graff do? Well, yeah. You know, it's... You, you, it's, you have to... Well, also, you have to make your own opportunities, you yeah. know? And yeah. the the like when I was getting destroyed in Los Angeles by these not even creative people like creative resource managers and stuff like that, yeah. and it, it it pained me to ask them this, but like this is horrible. And I would say, can you be more specific? Can you yeah. can you go in depth of yeah. why why this is horrible? So at least I know clearly what I have to work on. Right. And and just like unload, just 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 say everything. Yeah. They they would rip everything to shreds and. You know, you know, I would go. Okay, I, I have to get better at, at doing that. I shouldn't do this anymore. And yeah. then it then it then it evolves over time. Like then it it, it depends whose advice you're asking, right? right? You know, it's like, oh, you're you're a hack. I don't I don't need your advice. But right, right. Um, but but you know, I I still do that to this day. I'm like, you know, I, I just try trying to be really clear at 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 you know you know what I'm not good at or and and how right. to, how to how to change that and just being being honest with yourself you know yeah how have you uh, used that in your your newest venture your uh uh Barton F Graph um you know when we started you know you 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 you, you do what comes easy right so yeah. you know writing tv is is you know I, I it took me 5 years to learn how to write tv yeah um you know, I sucked at it, and then yeah. you know I, I figured out why I sucked at it, and then I and then I looked at people who I admired, and I got good at it. Yeah. And then we, you know we started up here, and we we're, were you know we we started doing a lot of stuff, and we were we were doing a lot of TV, and I'm like, well, you know, we're we're, we're not gonna we might get a, a couple you know projects here and there if we're like the the TV place, but we're, you know we're not gonna do anything. So you know we got to move into digital, we have to move into social, we have to move into experiential. Yeah. And, and I'm like, God, I, I, you know, I have some experience at that, but I, but I, I'm really not great at it. Yeah. Um, and, but then again, just go back. Okay. What don't I know how to do? You know, yeah. just, just start doing it. Don't worry yeah. if, if you fail, find yeah. out why you failed and don't do that again. 
Right. Um, and then I, you know, after. And then look know, at who's doing really good experiential and social and, yeah. you know, stuff that makes you smile. And, and uh, yeah, that's good yeah, advice. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're always throughout your career, no matter how, you know, big you get, you're always, there's always going to be some new thing where you're like, I don't know anything about Snapchat or whatever yeah. the, the new, or making a podcast or yeah. whatever, so you know what whatever the thing is. You get a Snapchat is. account, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah exactly. You start doing a podcast, just start Or, or just Facebook, start doing it. Facebook yeah. Live. Uh, I love the yeah. Facebook Not Live. Uh, what a great, yeah. uh, what know, a great was, piece of work. Thanks, man. You know, it's like, it's, you know, I, I didn't know much about Facebook, so I actually got myself on the Facebook Creative Council and went down to all those meetings and yeah. asked a lot of questions and brought Facebook up here a lot of times just to kind of like not just teach the agency, but teach me, you know, yeah. um, and just, and, you know, and, and when you're, you know, when you're known within an industry and people are looking at what you're doing, it's, it's I think it might be easy not to want to go out and do stuff that isn't you know, great, you know, right. but if you, but if you just stick to what you've always done, then you're, you're history. So you have to go, you know, drop your ego and go, fine, we're going to, we're going to fuck up, you know, yeah. but, but you have to have the confidence that to go, but we'll get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's great that's, advice. That's, that's, that's working, you know? Um, yeah, it is working. It's great. You know? Um, and I think it's going to be very inspiring to a lot of people. Um, is there anything else you, you feel like we should have talked about or that, uh, you'd like to tell the young people about, um, um advice? Yeah. Just, trying to get into the business. Just, just, I don't, just don't give up, you yeah. know, just don't give up. You know, like, you know, a guy was asking me, you know, he's trying to get in and his, his, his stuff wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's like, when, when, do, when, you know, when, when should I quit? And, uh, I said, well, it, it, if, you, if you quit, you'll never do it. So, yeah. and so, so don't, yeah. you know, I, you know, if it's, if it's uh, I don't know, it was, I don't, it, it was important for me to, to, to keep going and, and take, take, take all the, the shots and feel like a complete failure. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, just, just keep going, make sure you're learning along the way. Yeah, and don't be afraid to to fail and and to own it and just be like, yeah, yeah. this totally sucks. I hate yeah. this ad. I don't no, know what no, I'm doing. No, 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 why you fail. <laughs> and then there are other aspects as you get into advertising as well. You know, then you there's a there's a whole crew of people who can come up with great ideas, right? Yeah. But then it's like, how do you sell the great idea? Yes. You know, that's 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 a whole other thing. And then even if you if you sell a great idea, how do you maintain it? You know, Lee Cloud always talks about the the idiot forest. He's like, you know, when you come up with a great idea, you, you hold it and you have to walk through the idiot forest. We're just populated by idiots who are going to like try to pick at it, you know, with a, with a million cuts or try to try to kill it or change it or do it like that. And that's, yeah. that's a whole other skill, you know, yeah. you have to, you have to start developing. It's, it's, it's really hard. You have to, you know, it's just, a, there's a, there's a lot of work. And I tell the, the you know, people who work here, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you know, we can we're, we're, we can do work better than anybody in the world, you know? Yeah. Some, some, sometimes we do, but that's what we always try. But I know that we, we're, we're as good as everybody else. But it's not because we're, like, the most creative people in the world. I, I just think we work harder. And the people, yeah. the people who make it, you know, they are not even, – even Goodby and Lee and Alex Bogusky and all yeah. the great ones, you know? Yeah. You know 
they they didn't they didn't make great work because they're these these geniuses. They just work their asses off. You know, it, yeah. it, it it takes a lot of work. You know, Alex would say that uh, there's there's just as many great ideas sitting in the off in the in the hallways of every bad agency as there are maybe more, um, maybe more. great ideas sitting in that because they have more people than yeah. there are at Crispin. Um, but it's just the the difference is we can sell it and make it and you know execute it really well and um yeah but they also you know they're not you know if you want to go home at if you want to go home at six yeah i don't think you you know yeah you you know it takes a lot of hard work and 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 the the work doesn't you know it takes a lot of hard work to get to a great idea it takes you have to maintain that 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 hard work to sell the idea and then you have to maintain that work to produce the idea, and it's it's every every step of the way, you know, down you know down to executions. It's, yeah. Uh, you just if you know. You and there's more and more channels now that you have to make, um, and yeah. every one of them. Takes, well, that's a good thing. That's the, that's the difference much. now. I mean, there's yeah. there's more cha- there's just more playgrounds to go have fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this 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 is a blast, and there's more ways to get work made now too. I mean, you can make you know if you see student books lately, it's like fully produced stuff shot on their iPhone. You know? Yes, yes. So it actually, it's a little easier now, you know, just, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get in the business, just if just start making stuff. Um, but actually, you know, and just, you know, me as a creative, you know, nowadays there's like, you know, there's five times more media, 10, 100 times more two media channels to go to go play with and, and, and yeah. you know, and have fun with. It's, it's, it's an awesome time right now. Yeah, it used to be that radio was the place where you could sort of play as a copywriter, and yeah, just like yeah, nobody yeah. would nobody would bother you. <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah, no one cared. I'm going no to the radio one, record. Yeah, yeah even who your, cares? Even your, even your partner didn't care. You yeah, know? yeah, great. Go to the radio record. See you later, you jack off. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's 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 good, and I also I also think um, you know clients value creativity more than they ever have too. You know, they 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 know. Most most of them know that no one has to watch their shit anymore. You know, you have to want to watch it. You have to do stuff that people seek out or they hear about or is talked about and stuff. So uh, it's a good time to be a creative now too, because yeah. more more clients, you know, recognize that they have to do something breakthrough. In yeah. Some in some sense of the word. Yeah. So how do people uh, reach you over there on the uh, either on the the social uh, webs or? Uh... Yeah, you know, you know, they'll come through, you know, my Facebook okay. uh, or Twitter or you know, you know, the, the agencies Facebook yeah. and, and um, you know, everyone's on Instagram and, uh, or just you know, call. Yeah, write a letter. <laughs> I guess you know, sky writing letters, letters. Letters is a new breakthrough. Uh, yeah, to get through. You yeah, know? direct like, no, mail is back. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, somebody actually wrote an address out on an envelope. I'm going to yeah. read that. You know? No, it happens every day to me. I, I open it. I'm like, oh, I got to open this, and it's just you know, it's a very nice note from a photographer or something. And you're just like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh, it's, well. uh, but, but nice, you know. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you yeah. you you notice it. Yeah, yeah. Except when the stupid shit comes in, you know. Yeah. Like when you get like a shoe mailed to you. Don't send their, a they shoe. They got their foot in the door. Yeah, you know? don't use a pun. Yeah. Although don't, one guy, uh, one one guy stood outside the office. I'm on the second floor on Madison. And yeah. yeah. And he stood outside with a, 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 a big sheet that said, Jerry, hire me. And um, I let him stay out there for like a day or two. 
and uh, yeah. I finally called him in. He was really good, actually. I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that stupid shit. You yeah, know? what are you doing yeah. that I think for? Just, I think like he's degrade right. yourself. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he's at Wyden now. So yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah. And then Pierre Lipton, you have Pierre Lipton. Yep. Yeah. Um, long time ago, when I was at BBDO, he sent me a six pack of uh, Sierra Nevada mm-hmm. every Friday for like a year. And I, I, it, I never hired him at BBDO. I had a great going away party because I would just put the shit in my, you know, in the yeah. company fridge. But yeah. Um, but he did. And then when I was a child, I finally hired him. But not because of the not because of the beer. Is he at BBDO now? He no, he was at BBDO. Oh, he he's, was. Uh, right. I think he's CCO at uh, 360i right now. Okay. Yeah, he's doing good work. He's you know picking up a lot of social work. On the pod. So, yeah, he'd be good. He, he he made a good transition from like Fallon BBDO traditional stuff into into he became kind of a master at social. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You got to be a master at something. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jerry Graff. It was really you nice uh, talking to you and reuniting with you. And I, I was never mad at you, ever. <laughs> I don't believe you. No, bad. it's it's true. I, yeah. I was uh, I just you had hired me from Shia, and then you went to Shia. So I was like, yeah, what? I, I was just there. <laughs> Can I have what are my you job doing? Back? And I heard it through. Uh, I heard it through. Uh, who was it? Scott Kaplan called me on the phone. And he was at Shia, and he was like, sorry, dude. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Jerry's over here now. And I'm like, dude, I'm waiting to show him FedEx scripts. I'm like, he's he's going to come in any minute now. It's like, no, he's not, dude. Look at Adweek. And I looked at Adweek, and I was like, ah, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then Eric came in, and it, Eric Silver, and it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, it, was a good it was a good experience. Not, 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 not a bad, not a bad. No, not a bad, not a bad. Uh, <laughs> could have been a coach. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, Thanks for coming hey, on the pod. You bet. Thanks for having me. It was great talking with you. And have a good uh, weekend. Thanks, man. See ya. So that was my conversation with Jerry Graff. He is such a cool dude. Um, I love all those stories. I love how he, how excited he is about the business still to this day. You can find him on the Facebook. You can find him at uh, bartonfgraff9000.com or something like that, bfg9000.com. I don't know. You'll figure it out. It's the internet. And, uh, and thanks for listening. And please, uh, you know, share us with your friends. Go to our Facebook page. It's The A-List Podcast on Facebook. And support our sponsor, adhousenyc.com. And if you want to be on the show, uh, you can find us there, too. And this has been The A-List, brought to you by Ad House Advertising School. I'm Tom Chrisman. Thanks for listening. Please rate us and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to be interviewed for an upcoming episode, contact us through adhouse.com. The A-List is recorded at Gramercy Post in New York City. Thanks for listening, everybody.